I also just realized that I probably, if there are any parents with their children in the car right now, I probably should have said, advisory, uh, Santa Claus talk about to happen. We, we may need, so, to, we may need wow. to record a disclaimer to put on the front of the there, episode. There's a plus 18 <laughs> warning on this episode. There, there may be some angry parents that are going to be emailing me in the next week or so. John Mark Durrell. Yes. It's John. good to be here. It is. It is. We're missing. We're down one Bradford Brown again. We just can't seem to get it together multiple weeks in a row. Well, you know what's funny is that this time he's not even gone because he's like out of town or something. Right. He's in the building. Yes. Last time I checked. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's prepping for a sermon that he's got to preach on Sunday. Oh, you know what that, I got? that stuff. You know what I got to say about that? What do you have to say about that? Every week when I'm on this show, I'm prepping for a sermon on Sunday. <laughs> right. Come on, Brad. Get it together. No, we give Brad a really hard time when he's not here. We do, and I think that's appropriate. I think yeah. that's totally fine. Brad, we do love you. I hope you know that. We do. You know, uh, real quick, something happened to me last night. Uh, well, you- it really didn't happen to me, oh. but... <laughs> Uh, to a friend, a friend. It didn't experience. happen to a fr- it, it happened to an inanimate object <laughs> that, and I'll explain here. So, uh, our youngest son Zion, he's three, and he was taking a bath last night by himself. Sometimes Moses likes to take showers, so Moses was in sure, our sure. bathroom taking a shower. Anyways, I come in there, and Zion's like. Uh, with the, you know, he's got the cutest voice ever. And he's just like, I put the ducky down the toilet. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? This is a parental I put the rubber passage. Ducky, I put the rubber ducky down the toilet and there was a volcano. <laughs> so I'm like, really? So then I go over to the toilet and there's some water on the seat. So I can tell that he's been out of the bath. And he's and he has flushed something down the toilet. So the next thing I so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to flush the toilet. I try to flush the toilet and water (laughs) does not go anywhere. Wasn't another volcano? There was no volcano. The water did not go anywhere. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, we got the duck. So uh, I luckily we have a great plumber, and I text him and he calls me immediately. It's like (laughs) seven o'clock at night and he calls me. He's like, I've seen this before. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, hey, man, uh, don't do anything. He's like, don't try to do anything. I will be there in the morning. Uh, so he came this morning, and uh, all he does is send me a picture of, of the rubber ducky. He put it on our driveway. <laughs> he got the, the duck out. So, What's the future of this duck? This- I don't know what I'm going to do about that duck. This duck is getting buried but, or burned. Uh, yeah, let's just hope. Have you ever had a child do that? Oh, at your home, man, I was Anything actually similar to I, that? I was actually trying to remember. I surely we have. This is when I need Holly. She's got such a better memory than yeah. I do. The the 
this is not like a flushed something down the toilet got it clogged, but this was my first child doing something funny regarding the toilet mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. memory. When uh, this isn't too graphic for midweek. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Holly decides that it's time to potty train uh, one of our, our boys, for those who don't have boys, one one of the tricks you can do here to get them interested is uh, you can take a Cheerio and you put the Cheerio in the toilet and you basically tell them to aim and try to hit the oh. Cheerio. Okay, this and, is new to me. I yeah, like yeah, this. This is a good idea. It's like this a game, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's helping perfect the uh, art. It's like a carnival game. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, this child decided uh, after doing this once or twice that they were going to, uh, you know, just not ask mom for help and go in and do it themselves. And Holly just hears the sound of hundreds of Cheerios. <laughs> she just sends me this picture. I was at work or at school or something and sends me this picture of an entire like family sized box of Cheerios just in the toilet. All just poured the entire box. Oh man. In. I think I text back is like, well, he'll definitely hit them. Right, right. <laughs> but wow. and I don't remember what she did cuz I don't think she could just flush it. <laughs> yeah, I would be afraid to flush oh. that many Cheerios in. I don't know. Kids wow. and commodes. Got to love thing. it. Well, we are fresh off an episode from last week where we spent our entire time in the inside the email corridor. And you know what? I just feel like I can't wait to get back. So could we could we right now go back down to the email corridor? The email corridor. And the email is in the other room. So hold on. <laughs> Let me exit the corridor and go get the email. I'll be back in a moment. Jonathan. <laughs> I'll say something entertaining while you're gone to get that. This is when you know that we don't do a lot of editing. This is just straight up live. Um, so, yeah, James back. <laughs> I'm back in the email corridor. Right, so we spent most of our time, all of our time last week in the email corridor, and uh, one of our faithful uh, listeners of the show and supporters of the show wrote in to us this week, uh, Kenny. Kenny Shocker. wrote in. <laughs> so this can only have been like one of five people. I think this is going to be really great. Let's see what Kenny has to say. He says, uh, subject is excited, oh. exclamation point. Oh. Yes. Hey guys, don't know what you guys have planned this week, but regardless, I feel like it may rank up with your best episodes. I could be wrong, but I've got a feeling about this one. Well. Ken- Ken- Kenneth McCants. Yes, Kenneth has high expectations. But you know what? He's not wrong, JM. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong because we have a special guest that we have brought in for this week's episode that is sure to make it one of the greatest Midweek episodes of all time. So, without further ado, may I introduce to you all, Kenneth McCants. Hello. Yes. (laughs) Kenneth McCants. In the email corridor. Can I just say that I about fell out of my chair when I read your email this morning? (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I gotta say, um, I felt a little bit regret writing it because I'm like, that's expectation. What if this sucks? <laughs> not the worst guest well, star they have. Well, that's probably guaranteed, but you know, it's okay. But now it's ironic. 
No, well, we I wanted to it. introduce Kenny before we got to our normal stuff with albums of the week and book clubs and all of that, so that he could uh, he could participate in the discussion and make fun or insert himself wherever he would like about books and albums I know nothing about. <laughs> well, let's just keep marching on. JM got an album. JM's album of the week. Yep, I got an album. Um, I think I'm just gonna start titling this segment jm's Al- ambient album of the week because that <laughs> just it just happens every almost every other week um i found this project uh on spotify actually this week when i was just looking for some instrumental music to play in the background while i was working in the office uh there's a there's a project I, i'm calling it a project because this is one guy um it's called alaskan tapes is the name of the ambient music project. Uh, he's from Toronto, Canada. And uh, oh, wait, wait, wait! This already doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know where he got the name from, what that's about, but um, he he has put out a lot, quite a few albums and EPs. You can find them all uh, on your streaming service that you listen to. I'll play just a snippet of it. I've really enjoyed listening to it so far. So which one? Um, which one is this? The album that I'm featuring this week is an album that he put out this year in 2021. It's called "For Us Alone," um, and this track that I'm going to play is called "We." Here's a snippet of that. For us alone. For us alone. Another title that could be just as ironic as Alaskan tapes from a Canadian. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm sure he wrote and recorded a lot of this just reflecting on the past year and as sure. a lot of artists have been doing Great and year. putting out of music, right? Great year to be. Kenny, Kenny's favorite year. <laughs> Without a doubt. But yeah, it's super chill. I love I like it. It. Um, it feels like rainy day music. It is. Or that did. And there's one track, there's a few tracks that actually have drums on it, which is kind of cool. This one's called Floating Does Completely. he play everything? I'm assuming he does. So this one actually sounds a little closer to like a Sigur Rose track. Um, but check out this album. I have not listened to his other stuff, but I've enjoyed listening to his record for us alone. So Nice. Yeah. So that's like my it. album. I like um, it. Well, Bradford is not here, so... As usual, I'm just going to hit the uh, music and somebody's going to jump in with a book here. Hello. (laughs) It's me. I'm taking over Brad's segment, per the use, and I do have a book. This is a book that it actually, it took me a long time to read, not because of the difficulty of the book or anything. It was just one of those that, like, I was reading it whenever I wasn't reading anything else. But kind of stuff would cost, I don't know if you have books like this, mm-hmm. like, like stuff would jump in front of it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd set it down for, like, two or three months and then yeah. pick it back up and, and so forth and so on. So it took me a long time to read it, and I just finished it, actually, uh, in, like, January of this year. Or so. So it's been out for a little while, but uh, the title of the book is A Peculiar Glory. The subtitle is How the Christian Scriptures Reveal Their Complete 
truthfulness. It is by John Piper, and it is no secret that Pastor John Piper has exercised a slight bit of influence on me throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, This book, though, it's it's different from a lot of his other work, and I I find it to be an incredibly encouraging book for people's faith right now because uh, we are in the midst of uh, a cultural moment in which trust is falling apart all over the place. Uh, who can we trust? What can we trust? What sources can we trust? Uh, all of those kinds of things. There's just a breakdown of that. Mm-hmm. And, and really, as believers, at the end of the day, what we trust the most to be shaping uh, our view of reality and everything is Scripture. And so this is tackling the age-old question of, can I trust Scripture? But it comes at it from a different angle than I think most of us are used to hearing. So when we hear someone tackle the trustworthiness of Scripture, usually they start talking to us about manuscript evidence and the reliability of of those manuscripts and yada, 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 all of these different kind of things, like historical arguments and such. And there's a place for all of that. There definitely is. But this book actually goes back to an older argument uh, that will be found throughout Christian history, which is uh, the argument that the scriptures are self-authenticating. In other words, the scriptures themselves show themselves, prove themselves to be the word of God. Uh, and, And really the question that's being wrestled with here is how can, uh, someone who doesn't have access to historical arguments, someone who doesn't have access to all of the different kind of apologetic type materials that maybe we do, uh, how can they have rock solid faith that the Bible is the word of God? Is there something even more foundational in all of that? And that's what this, um, this book argues for. And I think it does so really, really well in a way that bolsters your faith and your trust in the word of God. So I'll just read you one of the endorsements from somebody else. I don't know if we've recommended one of his books before. Surely we have. Michael Reeves. Has Michael Brad, Reeves. Has Brad recommended one Gosh, of Reeves' books sounds, before. Sounds familiar. Michael Reeves is a phenomenal author. He wrote Delighting in the Trinity. Um, he wrote uh, Rejoice and Tremble. Um, so anyway, but this is what the good Dr. Michael Reeves has to say. He says, A peculiar glory should quickly be established as a modern classic on the Bible. Clearly and method and method sorry, let me try that sentence again. Okay. Clearly and methodically laying out the case for why we can have absolute confidence in the Bible as God's own word, it gives to faith both muscle and joy. The day John Owen persuaded me that the Christian scriptures are self-authenticating was a glorious moment of liberation. I hope and expect that John Piper will bring that same liberation to many with this book. So high praise from the good Dr. Reeves. But I, I think that there are so many things about the internal witness of scripture that ultimately... Uh, show itself to be of divine origin. And that's really what's at the heart of this book. And so if you're somebody who struggles with uh, the trustworthiness of Scripture or you're just looking for a uh, some some firm uh, uh, bolstering of the foundation of your faith, I think that this book would be in, incredibly, incredibly helpful. It's the If people are asking those types of questions, it's, it's my favorite book to hand to people on this particular subject. That's awesome. So... Yeah. Great recommendation. There you go. I'll have to Kill add your glory. to exist list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, cool. Well, uh, 
what are we doing today, Jonathan? What's well, going on? We've brought in this infamous guest who our <laughs> listeners probably feel like they know very well. Right. Uh, we've brought him in for none other than our ongoing series of Meet a Member. Yes. Welcome, Kenny. <laughs> I love the fact he's, that you can. He's singing. Yeah, he's, he's mouthing the lyrics to this song. You just want to sing it? I'm good. <laughs> Appreciate the offer, though. It's great to have you here, man. Great to be here. Kenny, yeah. how long have you been a member? Uh, about a month or not a month or two. Since the beginning of this year? Yeah. Yeah, I finally made it official. Yep, been gone since 2017, I want to say. See, so we, we're not. We're not sticklers here at Shades Midweek. We'll bring in people who've been members right. here for their for you know, decades, for decades and, <laughs> and people who've been here for d- 10 days. You That's know? right. So yeah. Kenny's actually been at Shades longer than that. But <laughs> anyway, well, Kenny, I think you know how this goes. I could take a gander. Yeah, so I think you know where we're going to start. And that's, we want to know about child Kenny, small Kenny. We want to know <laughs> where did he come from? What happened to him to make him the way he is? We just basically, basically, I just want to point at you and go, explain why. Okay. Um, the year was 1800. Uh, no. I expected wow. no less. You age, you age well. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I uh, was born in the Midwest. I had two parents. As What you- was the year? The year was 1998, to oh, be 98. precise. Yeah. Is 98 a bad year for you? No, it's just what, what really depresses people my age out there is we hear that and we think you should be six. <laughs> and it's like, no, Kenny's a college grad. And, There's something ugh. said about the maturity level, though. Maybe it's around the age <laughs> right, of six. Right, right. Okay, right. anyway, so yeah, where, mid- where Midwest. In the, where in the Midwest were you born? I was born in Kansas. Two parents, as one usually starts out with. Right. Uh, they met as Young Life members. <laughs> young Life, Okay. <laughs> Uh, so they met through that, so kind of grew faith-based. My dad uh, had started med school when I was born, so he was going to KU. So four years there, moved to Nebraska, where he did his residency. So you moved from one place where there was nothing to another, to another place, place where, where there was, was nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like it was fun it, as a kid. There. Sorry, we love Kansas and Nebraska. If you could have <laughs> just fit Iowa in there, I think you would have hit, or maybe one of the Dakotas. Oh, right. I guess one of the Dakotas has Mount Rushmore, but you know. Yeah, Anyways. so about 10 years there, uh, the Navy had paid for his med school, so he had to serve four years. So two years were in Guam, which was really cool. Uh, two years in Pensacola, and then they settled oh, wow. down in uh, Palm Harbor, Florida, just like an hour away from Tampa. And then I decided to go to college up here in Birmingham, and that's where I am now. So how old were you when they settled into, uh, what was it, Palm, Palm, Palm Harbor. Harbor? That was Harbor. eighth grade. Okay, so do you feel like that is kind of like primary place you think of as like growing up? Yeah, I'd say so. And that's also kind of about as long as Nebraska was, which is the second longest time period. Gotcha. But also I wasn't as developed then, so, you know. <laughs> sure. Well, describe to us uh, young Kenny. What was young Kenny like? Young Kenny, he's not too dissimilar from <laughs> today Kenny. Uh Got less facial hair, I imagine. Less facial hair. There was an attempt in high school, but it was really scraggy and sad. But I thought it was cool. But young Kenny, yeah, just having a good old time, just bouncing around. Got my kind of goth emo phase out early, around fourth and fifth grade. But, like, didn't have the Whoa. courage to ask for, you know, dark clothing. So just, like, colorful clothes, but just 
grumpy old face. <laughs> so got that out of the way and then yeah. moved on to middle school. Did something happen there? Uh, <laughs> that was that was some build up to middle school. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's when we got back to just Or was it just a blank and then got to middle school and I don't remember anything <laughs> until tenth grade. It was a total blackout, yeah. Um no, middle school just getting back to being an idiot and loving every second of it. What is Palm Harbor, Florida like? Is that near the is there like a beach there? Is it close to a beach town? What what is that like? Well, I would assume it's a harbor. <laughs> yes. Not With really. palm trees. Uh, yeah, where <laughs> where, where there are where, no palm trees. Where no is harbor. the harbor? There's palms but no harbors. Uh we're close to Clearwater. That's a pretty okay. nice yeah. beach. Yeah. Uh about 5 minutes from my house, we have a little causeway at the end of it. We got a little island called Honeymoon Island. Nice oh. uh the beach is a little rocky. So okay. it's not the best beach, but it's five minutes away. So right, you know, little bike ride or car ride away. Sure. Did you uh, public school, private school, public school, public school? Got it. So your parents were involved with Young Life. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you were in all the places you guys lived. You guys were attending church frequently, mm-hmm. consistently. And yes. they sort of and they and they raise you up in the faith, basically. Mm-hmm. I, feel, <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to think of what to follow up with. Just giving like, us giving us a lot to work I'm, with I'm here, working, Kenny. I'm trying well, to no, no, no. I'm what, trying to be like careful and what, not say something that gets me discommunicated from the church. <laughs> you, we don't excommunicate. Oh, thank goodness. Um, uh, He's lying. We totally excommunicate. <laughs> What I was gonna ask was, what what kind of churches were they? Were they not? Were they non denominational? Uh, I feel Baptist, bad Methodist, I, Presbyterian. I don't know the specific denominations, but I remember Nebraska. It was kind of one of those big. I wouldn't say mega churches, but okay. they had you know second story. So that's I guess the kind of church that was where there's enough where you have a a balcony and a a peasant floor. Right. Right. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was Baptist. I couldn't uh, really tell. Uh, yeah. The ones after that, I got. Did really... you ever see a baptism? <laughs> I did see a baptism. How did they do it? With water. <laughs> Is Immersion. there a different way? Did, did they Immersion. put someone under the water, or did they sprinkle it on their head? Okay, I didn't know there was a sprinkle type. I just knew there was dunking. I didn't. Okay, then yeah, you, yeah. Then Immersion. You were, in some, you were in some type okay. of. Baptist or I mean, they had a could, background. Could be could, but could be I think you would know if it was Pentecostal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was the? I mean, what was the worship like? Was it sort of like a typical, you know, church with like Hillsong music, popular music? Was it a lot of hymns? I can't remember the younger ones, but the most recent one we were at was the one in Palm Harbor. It was pretty modern. Okay. But yeah. not like showy, like there's a big band in space. The most recent one in Palm Harbor was kind of the same size around here. You know, not this mega church. This one okay. was more okay. of a personal one. Like, yeah, like it actually com- knew the Like pastor. more of a community church. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, it wasn't like this big show of worship. It was just like a couple people on drums, guitars, some backup singers, and just, yeah, not too sim- dissimilar from here. So what was your faith journey like as a kid? Like, So for most people that grow up within a Christian home where they're hearing the gospel constantly, um, there still usually is some kind of uh, – their, their faith becomes their own at mm-hmm. some point. That's usually part of their story. So what does that look like in your story? Yeah, I think I'm very similar with other people where you grow up and you kind of take it for granted because you're like, oh, this is just what you're supposed to do. And so you don't – 
you know, cherish it as much as you kind of should. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I was a little arrogant growing up because, like, you know, you go to church and you're like, I got this whole Bible thing. You got to be nice, love everybody. What are these people still studying it for? This is kind of, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of obvious. We're done. <laughs> we talked about this last week. Uh, <laughs> but it started to kind of, I'd say I really got more into it around high school with this past church. They had a, a great youth group that I was really involved in and loved going to, which, fun fact, current member here, Alec Hirsch, actually went to the same youth group as well. Oh, wow. So we got to know each other a little bit growing up. And... So just kind of getting involved with a group of guys and sort of spurring each other on kind of helped out my faith. And it kind of continually grew through college. And I think a big turning point for me was uh, summer, two summers ago, I was working this awful job answering phones for like an insurance company, which... Sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) No, but like no one ever calls an insurance company happy. And so it's just an endless torrent of like just these... Angry callers. Quick aside mm-hmm. that I think just further proves your point. Um, I do, I do really love when I know there's a situation like this where people are they work on the phone and they're constantly dealing with frustrating people. I actually do really love to try to be like as nice and polite as possible, right. and you can immediately see like the gratitude that comes <laughs> from them. The surprise. Uh, so, so I had a wreck in January of 2020. That's how my mm-hmm. 2020 started with Ew. my face getting smashed. Right. Um, but so I had to work with this insurance company. It was the, the guy who hit me. It was his insurance company, which was USAA. And they they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I had a specific agent that I worked with. And dude, we were like best friends by the time the case was closed. She was like, <laughs> I'm going to miss talking to you, Mr. Hayes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to miss you too. Um, but anyway, okay, that was completely aside. So, yeah, right, so, you had the, so, so you had the crummy job. I had a crummy job. And so between calls, I would read books. But the problem was I chose like the worst books to read. <laughs> uh, so like I read 1845 or what's 18-something, 575? The one about communism, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That one. Or, Orson Welles? No. Oh, 1984? Oh, yeah, numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 1984. I was like, i I don't know the 18... 18- George it's, Orwell. It's the prequel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. No, you know, 1875. But I wrote... I read that. Read, it's a great book. A uh, book about a guy who was on death row and like got released after 30 years. So just like... A, oh, wow. Just book after book of just like, this is not helping. <laughs> And then eventually come to Crazy Love and just read that and just, I don't know, at a very crummy point, I'm like, wow, life is just kind of insignificant in like just the self and just got to really commit to something that is a lot more uplifting. And I don't know, just that whole torrential, just kind of that rock bottom and then reading something like that was really Mm. influential. Yeah. So how did you find, how did you come to Samford? Why did you want to choose Samford? Did you know some people from your town that had went there? As I mentioned earlier, uh, Alec Hirsch and mm-hmm. uh, old member of Shades. I'm not sure if he actually became a member, but Frank Jordan. Oh, they okay. Both, oh, Frank. Yeah, they were both, oh. again, like I said, at my old church, and they came up here. And them, along with my cousin, he came a year before me. So I'm like, seems like a cool school. <laughs> came up, and after that, just probably segueing to an next question of how'd you come to Shades? I didn't really have a car, so hey, I we just... didn't ask that question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just no, I'm helping no, you out. I want you to uh, keep going. But yeah, uh, they lived like right behind campus, and I didn't have a car, so I'm like, hey, mind if I go to church with you guys? They said, I guess, fine, whatever, get in the back. <laughs> and so started getting a ride there, and been coming ever since. 
love love how much intentionality was <laughs> was in both of these major decisions of like here's how I'm coming to Samford. Ah, some friends went there. It's probably good. And then Shades, no, ride with you guys. I like. I don't the, care if they're handling snakes or whatever. I mean, I just need a ride. Yeah. I'd like to think my life's, and I don't want to sound arrogant here, but my life's a, uh, an example of God's love and glory, where I've got nothing together. But this man, this month, man somehow keeps providing. Uh, I'm kind of sad Brad's not here because he's been constantly reminding me of this. Uh, about a week ago, I moved into a new apartment, and I'd been living on a, a mattress pad for a while. About a week, right? And I go and visit uh, William Ashley, who's a oh, known yeah. a known member of the email corridor. Yes, you know. yes. And we're walking around the neighborhood, and somehow, not somehow, it happened that Brad's sister lived in the neighborhood, and he's helping her move in a new mattress, and they're getting rid of the old one. And like as they're doing, I'm like, "You guys have a plan for that mattress?" <laughs> and they just gave it to me. So Dude, that's awesome. Just God's glory, right? Providence, there. <laughs> providential, right there. Oh yeah. That. That's awesome. That's incredible. So you like the new mattress. You're comfy. It is a fantastic mattress. That's so good. (laughs) What did you study? Well, well, before we get to what he studied, because I want to keep, I want to go that way. I want to keep asking. But before we do, Kenny, I think you know what it's time for. I I might. Do you want to say? Is it the email corridor? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Is it the lightning round? (laughs) (laughs) It's the lightning round. Complete with thunder effects now. (laughs) (laughs) To make it more intense. (laughs) Yep, it's time for the lighting round. Uh, So you know how this works. I know you've listened to all the episodes of this show. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know how this works. So we're just going to ask you some questions. Uh, Generally, the idea is to answer as quickly as possible. But, you know, we kind of go at our own pace. So sometimes it takes... It takes more time to flesh out these answers, right? Sure. And if you heard the episode with uh, with Sage, I don't know that anyone's <laughs> ever going to go faster, right? So, so why even bother? She's right, kind of set the record. Right. <laughs> All right, Kenny, how do you like your eggs? Uh, I know it's either sunny side up or poached, but whichever kind is like the white part is a bit hard, but the yellow part is like liquidy. Is that sunny side up? Sunny side up, yeah. Sunny side, yeah, up. or over easy is what I usually call it. Is it the same thing? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> can we get an egg? Can we get an egg spurt in oh, here? <laughs> I knew you were about. I, when you paused, I was like, he's about to go really corny. <laughs> I was ready for it, and I yeah, loved it. Get an egg spurt. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok? Instagram. Yeah, I've seen you on Instagram. <laughs> Is that good or bad? No, no, no. It's not a bad thing. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would you go? Scotland. Very nice. But I, I now have a brother-in-law that lives in Scotland. Does he have a spare room? A, <laughs> a spare room. Um, I'll, I'll find out for you. Please do. There, there's a story there. There is a. St- well, <laughs> are we, we going to get into that some later? other time? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I've got new sound effects. I'm trying to have fun. This is uh, this show. Yeah. Anyways, if you could travel back in time at any time, where would you go? Interesting. Any time period, uh, where would you go? What would you do? Probably to that book he read from the 18- 1875. 1875. Let's see what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but 1950s suburba. Just suburbia. 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 I don't know why. Just I want to see some funky looking houses and some uh, 
Some you want to see the, the white picket fences and everyone scared that Russia is going to bomb. See, I bomb think us, I think what everybody. goes through I think what goes through Kenny's head is <laughs> what would no one else say and answer this question? 1950 <laughs> suburbia. It's just, Everybody has a bomb shelter in their backyard. I just want to like culture shock him with like just my. It makes me think appearance. of the Brendan Fraser movie. It's the inverse of the Brendan Fraser. Do you, movie. Do you remember yeah, that one? Blast from the Past? Yes, it's, that one. I, I haven't think seen it. We've mentioned it on the show here. I've got it somewhere up here on the wall. But Blast uh, from the Past. His family thinks there's a bomb coming from Russia, and so they hide in their bomb shelter and stay there for like the next. 40, well, 30 years. Once they go into the bomb shelter, there's like a it's all set to basically lock. Mm. And they had enough food stored up for that amount of time and it and it was something like 25 years, right? Yeah, Is that some, what you something said? like that. Um so he lives with his family in this shelter for 25 years, grows up, they only watch like TV that they had mm. like from that time period and and then he emerges they decide okay it's time radiation must be gone radiation (laughs) must be gone and so he emerges in like the 90s and uh and grew up as if it was the 60s yes so yeah you should go watch it i'll put it on the list i haven't seen it since it came out (laughs) all right favorite day of the week i think the obvious answer is friday yeah Mm. although i don't work so i don't know why i'm excited about friday (laughs) still looking for a job donald or daffy I'm trying to remember which one's Daffy. Are you He's kidding? the Looney Tunes version. Okay, yeah. I, for some reason, I was thinking they were both Disney for a second. Uh, I don't I'm know why, but Warner Daffy. Brothers. Animators, animators have decided that ducks are angry creatures. <laughs> I don't, yeah, know I don't why, understand. Their quacks just sound just, that's malevolent. Just it. Right. Anyway, but Daffy. I, those are my favorites from growing up. I loved both Donald and Daffy. That's why I asked. It's personal. <laughs> Would you re- speaking of animals? Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Hmm. I think probably languages because I don't think animals have that much great conversational skill. <laughs> That's <laughs> just a guess on my part. Yeah, but you know, there's dolphins. Some interesting humans. Ooh. Dolphins seem to be very highly intelligent. Did you ever see um, Hitchhiker's Guide from the Galaxy? I didn't. Oh my goodness, dude! Just the babblefish. Just go watch the opening. Okay. With, with the dolphins, the opening music montage. I, I lost it. I was like, this is about to be one of the greatest things I've ever seen. A little confession that song's actually in my Spotify playlist. The so long and thanks <laughs> so for all the fish. So long and thanks for all the fish, yeah. Oh. That's excellent. So you're kind of a practical jokester, right? More or less. So I was curious, what is the best, in your opinion, the best practical joke that you've ever pulled off or ever done? I don't know if this counts as a practical joke, but I was uh, an RA in Smith for a couple of years, and we would still have people like above us check our rooms and make sure like we're not hiding alcohol. Or... I, I, I am wondering if you were about to mention the one thing I was going to bring up and talk about right here. Uh-oh. I'm a little worried. Go, uh, g- go for it. But I would, every time like they do it, I would kind of set up the room in a way that was sort of like, messing with him so one time i stuffed like a pair of jeans and some shoes and a hoodie and like put it face down like behind this cabinet so when you walk in you just see this like pair of legs laid down <laughs> as the head's going to the bathroom so it looks like i'd passed out or the time after that i had uh, taken pictures of them and like a bunch of like other stuff and i taped the wall with like red tape like i'm making conspiracy wall <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's good and uh, so 
it is in line with this, but the, the <laughs> first thing I ever knew about you, I don't know if I met you or somebody introduced you or whatever, but so I ended up on your Instagram and you had posted pictures of this or somebody had, I'm, I'm and you had, you had set up the room as if the rapture had occurred. <laughs> And like there were just like empty clothes like laying around. That and stuff. was another uh, one of those. Was uh, it cracked me? I up. had yeah taken a shirt and some pants and just laid it down. I took like the skull we had from the art department at the top, <laughs> and I just put all these like rubber duckies around the room. And I made this narrative like I, I wrote a letter, you know, just like when I like smeared it with like a little bit of a uh, just a little bit of blood. Oh, and uh, just saying like I can hear them around me. They're feeding on my fear. And uh, if. If I don't see you again, I love you, or something like that, and just have again have set it up so it looks like I've been eaten alive. There's this letter B- by ducks. Yeah, by these little rubber ducks, and they've now inhabited the room. So they're sitting on the couch watching television. You're there. feeding the narrative that ducks are mad, violent creatures. <laughs> right? Have it's you what, ever? It's what the media a, taught me. That is a continuing thread of ducks. In I, this apparently, episode. apparently, <laughs> very strange. Have you ever seen um, James Veach? Have I you have. Yes. His, have you watched oh, his yeah, thing with the rubber yeah, duckies? Yeah. I did. Yeah, which so, might have been a slight inspiration. Inspiration for that. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, he's a, he's a comedian, and the funniest things I've seen that he's done is he has a TED talk where he replies to spam, and that one's hilarious. But then there's another one I forget what it's on, but he talks about a prank that he played on his roommates that involves an increasingly mm. insane amount of rubber ducks in, in their restroom. <laughs> so you can look that up for yourself on, on YouTube. James Veach. What, I mean, what got you started with practical jokes? What, what was that? Like, what, do you remember like the first time you pulled a joke on somebody and you were like, Oh, this is a great feeling. I like, I like tricking I, people and I don't know being funny, practical jokes per se, but just, I don't know. You have a, a good time just not being uptight, I guess. And just, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, every time I kind of meet someone for a second time, they remind some- me something I did that I totally forgot I had done that kind of made me stick in their mind. So I had one person come up to me that I had forgot I met, like, hey, Kenny. And they proceeded to tell me how the first time I met them, I kind of impersonated a dinosaur just randomly, <laughs> just starting, you know, arms in and just kind of growling around. And I had completely forgotten about it. Well, so real quick for everybody. Uh- Upstairs, uh, we have an area in in the building of shades that's the prayer room, uh, where our prayer team gathers on Wednesday nights or on Sunday mornings, and uh, and Kenny hangs out with a lot of people up there. He goes to prayer up there sometimes, and uh, I walked up there. This was earlier this year. I walked up there. I was walking through the room, and I noticed this poster on the wall. And it's, oh, oh yeah, it's a yeah, picture yeah. of Kenny's face, like kind of looking up and to the left, like smiling. And it just says something like, Kenneth McCants will return on June 15th-ish or something like that. And I I thought somebody had made that because Kenny was like going out of town for a while. Right. I thought somebody had made this to be funny. And I asked, I think I asked Noah Stalkup about it. He's like, yeah, Kenny made that. <laughs> yeah, we had been meeting, I think, every day that for like 10 consecutive right. days, we leading up to Pentecost and... I thought I was leaving, so like it's kind of funny with like a flat Kenny kind of thing, just so like I'm not really gone. And I half made it like you know an announcement I'll be back at this time, and it sort of more overtook as like a you know he'll be back at this time rather than a flat Kenny thing. But <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's fantastic. And you made a poster for the email corridor. Just putting the uh, the degree to work. Yeah, tell, I was about to say us. this will get us back to that in just a second. So okay, the okay. After we'll, we finish we'll, lightning, we'll round. get to that because I've got a question about that. Okay, did you ever believe in Santa Claus? Yep. 
how long? Like what 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 year? What how old were you when the veil was pulled off? No Santa. You figured it out. Honestly, I'm not really sure, but I'm gonna guess around fourth and fifth grade when we didn't have a chimney. So that might have been a a dead giveaway. That's when I started asking questions. Where is he? Is he breaking through the door? <laughs> Did we give him a key? I also just realized that I probably if there are any parents with their children in the car right now, I probably should have said, advisory, uh, Santa Claus talk about to happen. We, we may, need, so, to, we may wow. need to record a disclaimer to put on the front of the there, episode. There's a plus 18 warning on this episode. There, there may be some angry parents that are going to be emailing me in the next week or so. Oh, boy. And, and then here's what happens. You know, uh, 10, 15 years from now, we're interviewing a kid that grew up at Shades. You ask that same question in the lightning round, and they're like, actually, how I found out was rather devastating, John Mark. Episode 72 of Shades Midweek. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Kenny, uh, this is not a lightning round question, but have you ever considered attempting to do stand-up, like at an open mic, or have you ever done it? Uh, I have not, but I'm, I feel, I'm actually surprisingly like timid. And like at, really? least, at least like in standing, I am a terrible public speaker. To go on another tangent here, so Sanford, you have a class CA for basically practicing speech writing and speech giving. And I remember my last speech I gave was just a train wreck, where like we were told beforehand, do not look back at the screen or point at anything. Like it's just there as like a help to you. Don't point at it. And I think twice in speech, I look back and point. And I go frick, like audibly say frick during the speech. <laughs> And after this, I'm like shaking all. I'm like, I pointed out, like, man, I'm shaking a lot up here, guys. So it was, yeah, I'd need a lot of uh, confidence to do that. <laughs> all right, two more questions, unless you have more, Jonathan. No, no, we I've can got, finish up. I got two. What is quadrophobia? The fear of tables. I mean, I actually felt like this one should be able, like, I felt like you should have been able to get this. Is the fear of what is? Let me say it again. What is quadrophobia? The fear of working out. <laughs> the fear of the number four. Quads. Mm. Yeah. Quad. I imagine that person that has that has a really hard time in life because there's a lot of four stuff going One, on. One, two, three. Ah! Five, <laughs> six. I'm just like, like, does it does it come if something Man. is four sided? Because I'm just sitting here going know. like every door, every window, every <laughs> table, every like, like, what is that even? Oh, I don't know man. how that works. Every room. You'd be afraid of the room we're in right now. You definitely can't watch Sesame Street because mm. they count so much. One. Show. One, two. <laughs> um, okay. Unrelated to the last question, but what number am I thinking of right now? 74. 27. I was but close. But that was, that was close. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what qualifies as closeness? <laughs> Well, if you reverse, if you reverse the numbers, there are numbers. There are lots of them. So, yeah, in the grand scheme, I guess it was it was definitely close. Well, Kenny, way to go! Very well done. Very well done. Lightning round on the light. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So to bring it back around, uh, tell what did you major in at Samford? I majored in graphic design. So a few other uh, Shades members here. Uh, was classmates so, so Grace Ann Perry, Connor Gata, Noah Stockup. So got really close with them, and it's kind of fun to now go to church with them and continue that 
school friendship. What what made you choose graphic design? Like, were you into art growing up? Did you draw a lot? Did you? Uh, just a continuing of God's grace here. Uh, growing up, my biggest fear was ending up behind a cubicle punching numbers into a computer, which is something kind of funny about that. It's kind of, it's kind of like a fear of the number four. <laughs> Ooh, don't say that. Uh, but yeah, so I think growing up, I wanted to do like animation or something like that. And then ended up touring Samford because, again, you know, had a cousin who went here, had Alec and Frank. I'm like, this is a cool campus. I'm in. Oh, they don't have animation? Eh, graphic design's close enough. <laughs> Which is also kind of funny. And again, going back to the whole God's grace thing. Senior high school, I was kind of given a random set of classes. And the first class I got was like preparatory for sports injuries. And I was like, all right, cool, fine. Until I found out you have to pay like 20 bucks for sports. I'm like, I'm out. Put me in somewhere else. <laughs> and they ended up putting me in a graphic design class. So just kind of that just there you go. on chance just happened to be studying what I'd end up studying later. Yeah. Yeah. What what is what do you do you still enjoy after doing your, your degree? You still enjoy graphic design? I'm assuming mm-hmm. since you made us an email corridor poster. <laughs> yeah. I think what, it's a lot of fun. What, what what are the things that you enjoy about that art form? Uh I think just finding creative solutions and just making things visually appealing just rather than having some poster that's just here white background black text we're going to be here doing this this day something kind of zany and fun that just catches your attention and you know makes the world a little brighter i guess what were you thinking about when you made the email corridor poster <laughs> were you thinking about twilight zone Did that, uh, yeah it's very similar with your uh your little you know reverb around the word email corridor right, i'm expecting right. some on that yeah uh <laughs> The circular, just, yeah. Yeah, just a sort of weird, ethereal, just kind of spiraling, like Twilight Zone-esque with yes. this, you know, janky font and just heads popping out of, uh, you know, behind the uh, Everywhere. Squirrels. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm glad. So the real question is, how much free graphic design work can we get you to do for us? <laughs> uh, a little more. We'll see what comes out. Just kidding. Oh, so it'll be paid graphic design work. So, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have laughed so hard. So you mentioned earlier. So you mentioned earlier. You don't ha- currently have a job, right? Mm. Um, are but but I I'm mean, a John s- Mark. The man didn't have a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You know, he may be spending money on other things. You know, traveling. And That's right. Eating out and things like that. Um, so, but but you do uh, graphic design, obviously. Uh, you get paid to do that some? Mm-hmm. If I can find the people willing to do that. I'm yeah. waiting for some traffic to come to the website and some uh, offers. Well, what is your website? Let's go ahead and plug Glad some of that you stuff. Asked. <laughs> uh, that's, you've given me your business card before. I had your, <laughs> had your business card. That's mccansgraphics.com, M-C-C-A-N-S-E, graphics. Okay. Uh McCann's graphics. So this whole episode is about is me just getting traction. We can we can put that in the in the show we'll notes. Definitely put that in the show notes. <laughs> I mean, if you uh, if you if the price is right, we'll put it in the show. <laughs> How does a cup of coffee sound? <laughs> I'm going to McCann'sGraphics.com right now. Fantastic, McCann'sGraphics.com. It's very um, professional looking. I appreciate that. Also, I had a question. This is sort of random, but uh, your email. Well, Kenny. Last name optional? <laughs> that, where'd, you, where'd you get that from? That was just in reference to Brad forgetting my last name. Oh! Uh, so I, I was touched and also a little hurt, but also thought it was really funny. And so just wanted to tease him a little bit on not knowing my last name. 
What was your, do you remember what your first Sunday at Shades was like? Do you remember, was there anything that stood out? Was it a body life? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people come on first time at body life. Uh, I honestly can't pinpoint like any specific first date. It just it kind of it blurred together because at the time it still was. No, and I'm not going to say that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it was all good. But if I had to pinpoint the first memorable service, and someone's going to hate me here, and Uh-oh. it's not you two. Okay. But it was this: uh, the Sunday Brad was meant to preach, oh, and no. he he steps up. <laughs> he's heading up to the pulpit, and I'm sitting on the left side over here. And he just drops. Oh and man! He, I can't see anymore. I'm like, all right, what's the uh, what's the narrative purpose for this? He's gonna get up and have some sort of sermon. How we all built into his sermon illustration sometime. And then the man didn't get up. <laughs> and so someone, you know, went and signed the side and it kind of helped him out. And then it became kind of a body life service. And I'm like, it did. This is kind of cool. Yeah. Like not that he passed out, but just right. that it kind of <laughs> seamlessly transitioned. Not that he passed rest. out, and that the paramedics had to come and check his vitals. <laughs> Yeah, that was a crazy Sunday. I, I, I don't know if we've really ever talked about that on Midweek before. We should have Brad. We should put him through misery. And I was about to say, I don't know. It might re-traumatize him. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I, Sorry about that, by the way. I remember, I remember when it happened, uh, I got real nervous um, because, you know, all that was happening. So then it was like, well, I felt like I probably just needed to go to the stage and maybe get ready to, like, do some extended worship or something. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but I can remember going up there and because of, uh, him passing out, it affected me mentally. So I was on stage playing, but then I kept thinking about him passing out and I was trying to talk myself out of passing out, even though I felt totally fine. Just the mental headspace that I was in of like, what is happening right now? I've never seen this happen before. Meanwhile, I was at Ikea in Atlanta. <laughs> right. I had been on vacation um, the, the week before, and uh, and I, I literally, we're on the way back. We're driving back, and Holly wanted to stop at Ikea, so we're there, and it's probably, I don't know, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon or something, or one thirty because the time was different. Yeah. I, I was hour ahead of y'all. Yeah, like, Eastern. Right? Yep. Eastern. Anyway, so uh, we have a, a text message group mm-hmm. um, for, for worship planning, and John Mark texts in, and the service is well over by this point, but texts in, and all he says is, Brad, you okay? That was crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what, what is going on? So I'm like trying to call him, trying to call, trying I'm to Sorry for out. my vagary. I don't, no, I don't no, know. it was just, it was funny. Better. I <laughs> right? finally, I finally got a hold of Joseph Walski and he explained what had happened. And yeah, it was wild. It's wild. Um, I've actually gone back, and we'd have to have Brad's permission to play this if we talked about it. On a, I mean, we talked about it without him here. Oh, like but the I've gone back. Recording? I've gone back and listened to the audio because we weren't filming at that point oh, in time. I don't know if I can listen to it. We weren't filming, um, but I listened to the audio because I wasn't there. So I was like, "Well, what was this like?" And and you know, most of the audio is from the microphone that Brad was wearing to preach, and so I can hear. Like, if you it, nobody's ever listened to it, I don't think, but me. But like, so so several nurses and medical personnel from our body rush up right. to, to help him, and so right. you can hear like people them, talking, yeah, them talking to him and what they're saying, and kind of him being a little disoriented, and yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's yeah. it's wild. So that really might re-traumatize. Him. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Brad. I try not to just, think that's about just what it. I thought. It's okay. He doesn't listen to the show. Okay. That's right. <laughs> He's not a fan. 
Well, well. so we talked about your graphic design work. It's obviously a passion of yours. Uh, what do you see yourself doing in the future? I mean, obviously, graphic design will probably always be a part of what you do, but uh, what, are, what are some of your dreams? How do you want to impact the community um, with, with what you do? What, what, what do you see in your future there? That is a great question, and I have absolutely no answer, but we're going to try to get something yeah. together here. Yeah, let's talk it out. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like counseling. No. <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Um, a lot of ums going on here. Well, you are in the process of applying for jobs right now. Yeah. Are those all within your field? Yeah, mostly graphic design. Okay. Uh, there was one marketing position, which I'm kind of worried I actually get, because I don't know if I really want it, but like, <laughs> you can't really decline a job in this day and age. Right. Uh but yeah, just finding something that's fun, that pays a bill with good work environment, people that you know I look forward to actually seeing in the morning and not with hours that aren't too bad. Are you wanting to stay in Birmingham or are you looking wider? I am planning to stay at least in Birmingham for the next year, if not longer. And then after that we'll just see where we're going next. Right. What uh what this great God of ours has planned for me. Could you foresee yourself working for for yourself at some point? That sounds self-employed, so stressful. I don't know. Just having to. <laughs> like, I like having a middleman between me okay. and clients. Like, sure, you know, they pay them and I do the graphics. Right. I mean, I'd probably talk with them, but having to, I, I just feel worried. You know, just cause people complain all the time about being overcharged by their graphic designers. Which, spoiler alert, they're not. And <laughs> just having to deal with that, like, well, my kid could do this. Well, then he should have done it. <laughs> uh, let him give it a shot and see what happens. Sure, let him do it, but I still need money for the work I did. Uh, so I'm a little worried if I did freelance about like that kind of landscape. So I'd like a middleman. Yeah. It can be good, yeah, for sure. I, I can see that. Well, Kenny, before we wrap up here, is there anything just heavy on your heart that you really want the midweek listeners to know? <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> oh, we love you. We love you. We really, we really, truly, truly do. I can it. I, um, can I drop a, a teaser? Not you full can, details, but a, a teaser for uh, something we've you talked about happening maybe in September when we wrap up the Psalm series. Yeah, can I drop a little rave. teaser. No, what <laughs> I was going to do whatever you want. What I was going to tell you, Kenny, is uh, I was going to get a little bit of free graphic design out of you right here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, here we go. No, we, we are working on, uh, I, I want to be vague because I want to let John Mark drop the details uh, later, but we are working on something mm -hmm. uh, that will, uh, there will be an opportunity for artists throughout Shades to reflect on the Psalms. Hmm. We're working on, on an event. So, so as a graphic artist, one of the things I, I would love to see you uh, participate in uh, and see a piece from you in just because you have a very unique yeah. approach. It'd be fun. Of, it'd be really cool to see what you would do as as a, as Kenny McCants, the graphic artist, uh, what you would do to uh, reflect on the Psalms as a whole or a particular Psalm. So there's an upcoming opportunity for you yes. to have a piece to do that. All right. So I just I'll wanted, email you some details. Yeah, I just wanted to put that bug in your ear without <laughs> dropping too many details. That bug is firmly planted in my ear. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I don't have anything else to. I mean, I, that's not true. I have lots of other things I could ask Kenny and talk to Kenny about. Shout it. But John Mark, you got anything else that you feel is necessary? Maybe not for today, but we're going to have you back on. I think for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Well, a wild episode would be to get like Kenny 
and Sage, like some of the email <laughs> corridor people all on at the same time if we could somehow pull that off. You know what we should do for that, that episode? So so Sage has suggested before via one of her emails that we do uh, – she, she talked about another podcast called like The Great Debates or something like yes. that where they debate ridiculous topics. Yes. So we should have like the, the midweek – normal hosts versus the email corridor people <laughs> in, a, cool. in a in great a debate. debate of something oh, absolutely ridiculous yeah well normally it isn't normally it's like uh could you beat chuck norris in a fist fight or yeah. something like that who like, would win in who a battle would win? spider-man or a million babies right like Spider-Man. crazy <laughs> crazy he's got no moral compass. there's a million babies <laughs> do you know how many a million is it's at least 50 <laughs> Anyway, but just saying, like, we would do some type of ridiculous debate like that. Yeah, so yeah. I love it. Well, we are really thankful to, to have you as a part of Shades. We've had you on midweek. Yes, fantastic job. Yeah. Um, you're a funny, funny man. <laughs> do you want to sign us off? Without a doubt, yes. Sorry, I hit that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, let it play. Thank you. Just on repeat. <laughs> on repeat. All right, well, Kenny, take us home. Ladies, gentlemen, brothers and sisters, siblings in Christ, thank you for joining us for the past hour or so, if not an hour. I'm not keeping track of time, but thank you for coming in with us and experiencing this experience. Now go into the world. <laughs> He's <laughs> no, I'll just go that far. Go into the world. Be free. Oh. All right. That's it. There we go. I love it. <laughs>